everyone, it's Michelle. And Delaudis. And I'm your host, Madeline Fenelon. You are his living epistle, read by all men. That's right. You are Jesus' ambassador. This is the Living Epistle Project radio program. You're listening to the Living Epistle Project radio program. And I'm your host, Madeline Fenelon. And... I am in the studio with some amazing human beings, and <laughs> and some of them are actually not in the studio. One of them, our dear Michelle, who is amazing Michelle-y. and exceptional, yes, but she, she is. is not here right now. But she is on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, I just want to say, I have been working with you on LEP for about um, six years together and then wow. the radio show five years this month it's been amazing mm. you know um friendship is important friendship is um needed you know so it's it's amazing that we've had this friendship together and we've been working together but i think allow this as well yeah. right ella you, yes, we've been calling <laughs> Yes, darling. Yes, darling. <laughs> I, I want to say something funny right now, so I'll <laughs> say something funny. So I was call, um, I was calling my, I was calling Michelle because Michelle is not in the studio. So I have Michelle's mom on the, on the air as, as on my phone as Michelle's mom. So I called Michelle and I said, "Darling, how are you?" <laughs> <laughs> You're Turn wrong. out, and then I heard the voice. I'm like, wait, that's not Michelle. <laughs> so I had to go. But yeah, so it's been great to work with you guys. Michelle allowed us um, five years together doing this. I thank God for your faithfulness. I just want to say thank you yeah. on behalf of God. Thank you for being Amen. But I, I, can't, I can't believe it's that long. I know, I know. I know. The time has flown. I, I just want to say this, you know, um, you know, Michelle and I, and Lila, Michelle allowed us and I, we come here. We are thankful that the Lord show up every Saturday um, for those past five years. Mm-hmm. And, and I say this all the time. God gave Jeremiah a message to deliver. And he said, listen, the people will not hear you or listen to you, but you have to go and talk anyway. Mm-hmm. You must speak anyway. But Michelle, Laudis, and I are thankful that when we come here, unlike the people, <laughs> you, you tune in and you listen. And some of you send us encouragement. So I just want to just say thank, thank you and thank God. Um, Mary's also yeah. with us right now today as well. So, so I just want to know, like, you guys can, <laughs> if you guys can just say, you know, what have you been thankful for this week? Any one of you, you can jump in. Oh man, it's a lot. <laughs> I know. What a great intro. I know. What a great intro. I will start. Um, what am I thankful for? I am thankful that God is consistent, that Amen. he consistency, he consistently wakes us up. He consistently gives us peace of mind. He consistently shows us favor, even when we don't even know, we don't even understand that we're walking in favor. So I thank God for his consistency over us this week. Amen. Amen. I love that. And I mean, looking back at the beginning of the year, I think we did that last um, Saturday. Um, Last night, actually, I found myself being so thankful because every single thing that, you know, even though my plans have changed, I think all of our plans have changed this year. He has been faithful, even in the new, you know, in the new trials and the new struggles, you know, he's been there guiding us through. And, you know, last night I just got to reflect, you know, my family's healthy, thank God. And even those that weren't, you know, he, they're, he's healing them and they're, you know, they're doing well. And, you know, that just gave me like a new um, sense of the thankfulness and, you know, a, a new, another, an additional thing to be thankful for. So that was pretty neat to reflect back on that. Right. I don't know if Michelle. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm thankful for so many things. Mm-hmm. It's hard to kind of uh, put it into one, but you know, a highlight for me, even over the course of the past few weeks, it is you know I'm thankful for for family. I'm thankful for friends um, who are who are family that God has placed in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm thank thankful that um, you know my mom got through her surgery that she had. Um, very well, and um, 
you know, all of the prayers, like there's been so many prayers that people um, have been um, doing just even over the, over the course of, I feel like there's some more fervency to it um, over the course of the past few months, you know, with the pandemic, unrest, all this stuff going on, that um, I think there's a powerful movement of prayer that's been yes. um, um, happening. It's, it's always, we've had prayer, but I feel like it's more intensified right now. And um, I'm, I'm thankful for that. Right, right. So I think Among I, other things. I love that, Michelle. I love that prayer. And you know what? For those of you who are listening, I want to say, if you have not abandoned your closet, your prayer closet, I just want to say thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, you may not be seeing results, but listen, the Bible is true, and this there are mysteries in the, in the Bible that we don't understand, but God says for his people to come to him, the people that he called by his name to come and pray. And so even when we are not seeing things, we stay in obedience and continue to pray. I just want to share something. I don't know if I, I think I shared it with the loudest, not Michelle and Mary yet. And, you know, I, I wasn't planning on sharing it, but I'm just going to go. I was taking a nap. I take naps, okay? In between, for my lunch, I take naps. <laughs> so I don't have to go to an office to work. I'm all, so I take my nap. I think you're in the wrong country. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I was born in the Caribbean. Okay? I was born in the Caribbean. I was born in the Caribbean. I was born for leisure. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. But I, but you know, you know, I, I was taking my nap, my 30 minutes nap, and then I had just a short dream or vision, whatever it's called. So I saw that there was kind of like some riot protests in places. And then I saw, I was in a big church and I saw a slide come up and it's like the background is purple. And then I saw the word pray, everybody's in trouble. Mm-hmm. And, and that slide, yeah. just swipe up. And, and, and so I just want to say this, I'm sharing it because listen, I'm, you know, if we're looking at what's happening today, there's no way we want to say um, we discourage or, our spirit is troubled, you know, but the Lord hasn't forsaken us. You know, he hasn't forsaken us. The sheep that he has on earth still, he is still responsible for caring for us. So I think he wants us to continue to pray. And I want to remind us, all of us, including myself, of the late, the woman, the w- persistent woman that um, Jesus talked about before the unrighteous king, where he continue, she continued to come. And no result. But on the third time, after she asked, she petitioned, she got result. Um, I just want to say, continue to pray. And I want to encourage that in 2020, I don't know what's going to happen in 2021, but for sure in 2020, there should be a shift in our thinking, in our mind. We should be more focused on heavenly matters than earthly matters right now. This is not to say forsake your daily living because we have to stay occupied and we have to watch and pray and we still have to take care of the responsibilities God has given us here. We still have to take care of ourselves. We still have to take care of our family, our friends and our lives here, responsibilities. But we want to make sure we are focusing on, we're tuning ourselves to see what God wants, what God is doing. What does he want to do? Are we praying for his will be done, that will be done? Or are we praying for this next job more? I'm not saying don't pray for it, but are we focused more on that? Are we only seeing the job or the house as the occupier necessary for me to live here because I, I live here, right? But I want to make sure we're seeing it as a tool, not, our, not as a drive, but our, our drive should be your purpose, Lord, for putting me here. You know, so that's what I want to make sure we do. And mm-hmm. um, so I know I'm going to pass the floor to Eladis more a little bit. What? <laughs> <laughs> I do this to Eladis all the time. And, it's been and many years. Let me tell you this, 25 years. She's like, I can't do this. I can't do this. But hey, she just keeps saying it, but she keeps doing it. So actions speak louder. I keep showing up. I keep showing up. Forgot. Actions speak louder than words. So I love that. So. I want to, you know, I was thinking of this, of this verse, Psalm 23, not verse, you know, Psalm 23. I think it's, we are in a dark moment right now. We hear bad news all the time. Um, I just want to read this to, to, to just 
we focus our mind, we're shifting our mind. And also, although it's not in Psalm 29, I mean 23, but 139, you know, there's nowhere we can go from, from God's spirit. Wherever we make our bed, whether it's under, under the earth or wherever it is, the sky, God is with us. Um, and I just, I don't know, there's a verse, again, I'm paraphrasing here, scripture that says, um, um, I'm, I'm convinced, I'm persuaded that neither, go ahead, you got it? Yeah, man? yeah. Neither, whatever it is, um, if you I can got it. it. But, yeah. But a, uh, before, while they're Romans looking for, 838. 838. Okay. 30, um, Romans yeah. 838, 37 and 38. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think while they're looking for it, I'll read this and then when I'm finished, I can read it. But I want to see, do Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. Mm. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pasture. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for you are with me. Your ride and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup, overflows surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and i shall dwell in the house of the lord forever amen amen, amen. amen. Rub, amen. Eight, and i'm starting from 35 actually who shall separate us from the love of christ shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword as it is written for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loves him, who loves us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor neither angels nor demons, neither present or future, nor any powers, nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen. So, yeah, Amen. So, so that, you know, I just wanted to, I mean, that's what the Lord has been speaking to me more. It's just to just refocusing my mind in his protection, even though in this physical world, there's a lot going on. Um, it is well, it's well with my soul. It's well in heaven. And I love Corey Ten Boons, who says there is no pit so deep, too deep that the Lord love of God is not greater still. But he also, she also made another quote and says the safest place to be is in the center of God's will. So I want to yeah. encourage you to seek for God's will for your life, and wherever, whatever country you are in, whatever place you are in, whatever situation you are in, whatever condition you are in. If it's God's will, it may be painful. I don't promise you anything that's not painful. And that is why I love the word of God. There's a lot of prosperity gospel, which I never took to because I love the reality of God. God never promised us any utopia of, of only fantasies of he, he promised us. He tells us, he trusts us and tell us, listen, life is a hard place, but I'll be with you. And I love, um, God, I, I will be with you. I don't know. I, somewhere down the line, I'll share another verse. But yeah, so he'll he's with you. So and, uh, mm -hmm, go ahead, Maglin. Can I just add that um, you know the scripture is so rich with um, with words and, and and God's presence that tells us you know if you are in a low place, come to me and I will I will bring you higher. And one scripture I just want to share is. Um, Matthew 11, 28 and 29. Um, if you are out there and you are feeling so um, weighted down that you are feeling the, the heavy load on you, you know, the Lord says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your soul. So there's a peace that he, he gives through, through all the stuff we're going through, just uh, give it to the Lord, and, and He will lift that burden from you. 
Uh, Michelle, thank you. Um, actually, I'm glad that you brought up peace because that is, as I was coming in this morning, that was the one thing that just seemed to resonate just what we need in the midst of the storm right now is peace. Mm -hmm. What we need yeah. right now in the midst of chaos is peace. And in Philippians 4, um, Philippians 4, starting with verse 4, it says, um, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your, faith, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. And right after he says rejoice, he says, do not be anxious for anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace that transcends all understanding. So he, he didn't start the verse with have peace with all understanding. He, he addressed the fact mm -hmm. that to give him praise. And then in verse four, and then in verse six, it says, don't be anxious for anything. So he already mm -hmm. knew that you were going to be anxious. He already knew mm -hmm. that you're going to be worried. He already knew that you were going to watch the news and get frightened by what you're seeing on the screen. So he's saying to us today in this word, be anxious for nothing, but in every situation in prayer and petition, present your request to God. And then he would be able to give us the peace that passes all understanding. So the peace that we're looking mm -hmm. for only shows up after we give all our worry and all our anxiousness to God. And I think, Mary, that's such a good reminder. Um, and he throughout. Throughout the Bible, he reminds us, right, who he is to look to him um, and everything else um, shall flow from there, right? So, I mean, one scripture that is simple, yet is the one that, you know, flipped my life around when I realized that I must seek him first, Amen. right? So Matthew yeah. 6.33, I remember struggling with, you know, just trying to make things happen, um, and just, you know, I had a schedule on things. I, you know, had all these plans and I needed to, you know, I just went after those. But what the Lord reminded me when he brought me to the scripture, he seek me first. Like, what are you, put your, your, you know, your, all your effort into me, all these other things, obviously don't abandon them, right? They are there. Um, but seek me, my kingdom, my work, you know, what I've put on your hands to do for the kingdom. Ultimately, we are um, th that's our home. You know, I think we, we make, we get very comfortable at times in here. And I know it is the material world that we live in. It is the world that we interact with, um, materially, obviously, but spiritually, we know that we have a, a final destination and this is not it. I mean, it will be a new earth, right? But not the, the earth as it stands now. And I think that, you know, in just putting that work into the kingdom, whatever it is, right? Kingdom is a big, you know, everybody has like a piece of it and the Lord has assigned um, specifics and um, tasks uh, for every season. It doesn't look the same in every season as we've found out <laughs> very quickly, right? Yeah. But finding out just like we did, um, we had to do, I think we were very much forced um, into the reality of, okay, this is a new season. This is a different season altogether. There's a different times that we live in. Um, the assignment that I had in December is not the assignment that I have now. So mm -hmm. what is it? Seeking that, you know, seeking the Lord for, um, to clarify if you're confused. If I, I was confused for, for a while. I'm like, what am I supposed to be doing? I'm working from home. I am home. I'm locked in, you know, remember you girls? Um, okay. saying this is, you know, this is good. We'll take it. But I had a real hard time because I was always out and the Lord just calmed my spirit and just said, seek me. What is it? What is my assignment for now for the moment for the season? Um, and that is part of seeking his kingdom. And I think we need to remember that every day. I feel like, you know, we're so forgetful as a people. We are so forgetful of, you know, his goodness this is what he keeps reminding us. And he keeps remember. Remember, it's all throughout, right? We 
you know, we always talk about it. Um, but it is it is as important to, for us to continue um, remembering what he's done, remembering that he comes first, remembering what our assignment is, checking in with him. If you forgot, <laughs> like has happened to me, I'm like, well, you know, different situations threw me off um, base. So now let me, you know, re-engage God and, and see what he wants from me in this season. And um, a lot of I totally, I totally okay. get that because, um, you know, what you said it is so important because I think at times we do forget we're so physically, we're so physically present here, mm-hmm. right? And all the stuff that's going on that at times it's like this is this is it, sometimes this may feel like home for people, right? We're here now, so people are looking at the now. They're not looking at the um, the future. They're not looking at eternity. Um, so I think with that comes a lot of the distractions. Like, um, there are times, and I, I, I will speak for myself, there are times when I know, but the thing is, there's a trigger for me. Like, I know when I'm distracted, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, I'll, I'll get that, that tug of my spirit. Like, whoa, this is a distraction here. You've got to, you know, shift that, shift that focus back to um, the Lord and to, and to your eternal place because you're, you're, you're a visitor here. But, you know, part of it is, all, all of this that's happening now, total distractions, right? I mean, how mm-hmm. could you not be, be distracted? Um, but, but I think, you know, knowing that we have the Lord in our hearts and, and knowing that, um, you know, his, with, with his focus, he brings the peace, the security, the stability. Um, while all this stuff is just whirling around us, um, it's like, you ever see, remember that cartoon in... Um, the peanuts cartoon. I don't know if you guys ever saw that. And there's this one little boy. All he has around him is all this stuff, like dirt and dust and leaves. Everything is swirling all around him. You know, um, and that's what it reminds me of. But I don't know if you guys ever saw peanuts. You what? what? Cartoon? No, no, no. no. Cartoon? <laughs> the peanuts cartoon? No, we're listening. Michelle. No. Yeah, we're in tune. We're what listening I, to you. I but do not remember. I don't, I don't remember it, but I want to say what. Yeah, I, okay. Michelle, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ha- help you a little here. Um, yeah, uh, I do remember with, with Linus. He walked in and there was always a... Every time his steps were moving, there was always like dust or something kicking around him. So you couldn't even really see his feet all the time. Okay, okay. So I do remember. <laughs> right. What I want to say is okay, that. Okay, so, so, so get that example. But, you know, it just brought to mind like. Uh, no, but I, well, we got the vision. We're we there. We're there. We got the vision, even though I've, I've never seen it. However, Michelle, I want to add, you said a couple of things that brought some things to my mind. Is that you said, um, I, th- I think you said distraction, right? I think in my mind, like, I think if we are not aware, we can get distracted, Mm -hmm. right? They Mm -hmm. are, I think everything around us are distraction, but they, they Mm -hmm. become distraction when we start losing focus, right? Because I think everything, even Mm -hmm. your children can be distractions from, from what God wants you to be, to do, right? Children are good. Your husband is good. Your wife is good. Your yeah. friends are good, but they can be dis- a good uh-huh. thing can be distraction, yet alone bad things. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I want to say this: I, I when you were talking, Michelle, I thought about I think it's in First or Second Timothy where Paul said a soldier engaging in war cannot entangle himself in the affairs of this world. That's good. So I think with all that is happening. Is that focus, I, I don't know, you know, allow this, is that focusing on Jesus when the storm is happening is that I'm engaging war. I'm going to live in this world. I am definitely. I'm going to go to work. I'm actually going to dream too. I'm going to try to invent new things. I'm going to yeah. <laughs> try to mm-hmm. take yeah. new ventures, take on new ventures and new adventures too. I'm even going to go on vacation. <laughs> right. But listen. Everything I do, I do it unto the Lord. Amen. But I, I won't forget that anything that is going to take me away from the main purpose, which is eternal salvation, you know, I need to be careful of that. Right. It's keeping the main thing main and the first thing first. You know, wherever we mm-hmm. are, um, wherever we go. And I think that that is why that verse of, you know, Matthew 6, um, this is why that that we, I have to keep it in mind all the time. Keep first 
the kingdom, uh, seek first the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is true, distractions are all around us. Anything could be serve as a distraction, like you said. And while even the you know the assignment itself, if you get engulfed in that assignment and that becomes the the only thing that that you think about that you want to do that you know you're focused on, you can even get lost. It almost reminds me of that coin that was lost in the mm-hmm. house, right? Yeah, in the house. I love yeah. that. In the house. In the house. That, that's the the part that clicked. You know, the woman went looking for her coin, um, but it was in the house that she found that it was lost. So even while doing the things uh, that, you know, the Lord assigned for you to do the task at hand for that season, if you make that, then that's the focus. That's the thing. I need to get this done as a, you know, as a checkoff um, and not him because everything is a process and he's giving you that specific assignment, you know, to do some work in you, to do accomplish something through you, to show you there's something there that he wants to get done. Um, and if we make that, you know, the main focal point of our lives and all our energies is going into that and not checking in with him, um, then obviously we, we lose um, the purpose of the assignment. You know what I want to ask to allow this is, you know, the storm. We talk about that storm, yes. right? Yes. The storms, and let's see, we are in this boat. Have you ever been in a storm in your life? I know right now everybody's in a storm. <laughs> mm. You may not know it or not. Everybody's in a storm. Okay. Um, Amen. But I would say, like, have you ever been in a personal storm where you see how, what was your reaction and how did God come through? Any of you guys? I know. I mean, and I think, you know. I have a long list, so I'm going <laughs> to. Just one. Uh, <laughs> wow. I think, you know, when um, my storm, one of my storms, right, that um, is, that I dealt with was when I thought um, I did everything the Lord asked me to do mm-hmm. to accomplish. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I went where he wanted me to go. I did what I needed to do. And yet when I got there, I felt like he was nowhere to be found. He, he left me. Uh, yeah, I felt that way where, you know, I'm like, wait, you led me all this way, right? And now I feel like I am so stuck, like there's no way I can go. This is a lot of trouble for me. Um, and I can't, I, I don't hear from you. And it was such heaviness there. I felt like he went missing. <laughs> he went MIA on me. Um, and he reminded me, he's like, you know, where do you lose your way? You know, I, I've been here all along, all along. Um, I have, you know, the instructions that I've given you, I gave them to you. This is exactly how you got here. And now you think I brought you this far to, you know, to let you, you know, agonize in this place or to let you uh, fail in the very assignment that I gave you, which you accomplished, right? So in that moment, he, what he wanted from me, and the reason why he was quiet was that he wanted me to transfer all that worry um, all that anxiety that I had that came with the assignment um, onto him. He's like, give it to me. Get my peace, get my rest. You know, learn how to do that. You've been busy getting accomplishing these things. Now, this at this point of the assignment, I need you to transfer that to me and let me, you know, carry that and don't worry about how things are going to get done. The minute I understood that and I, you know, understood that that's what he wanted from me, I was like, all right, this is not... You know, this is not for me to worry about. I just gave it to him, and he delivered. All did he deliver? But that was a very, very poignant moment um, and, and interaction between us that I learned. Um, and you, and I learned um, a new facet of him in my life. I, I gained a new perspective on our relationship at that time. You know, you know, while you're talking about this, um, sorry guys, I'm jumping. I'm asking you a question, and then I'm. Switching, but as you thinking, you're talking about the storms and what he wants us to do, right? How does he want us to handle it, right? Mm -hmm. I also think sometimes it is, it's not sometimes, all the time we should cast our cares on him, right? Mm -hmm. Cast all your cares, all your worries upon the Lord for he cares for you. He definitely does. But I also think he wants us to understand life too, right? I think we all have a fantasy of life. I know for sure. I did until God actually had to wake me up. I had an idea. I think it was not bad. It's because I was born. <laughs> I honestly believe that I was born with a vision of heaven. 
Okay, vision of paradise. <laughs> you wanted heaven yeah, here. Exactly. <laughs> Now. I, I think I, I think I I I understand I want to live in heaven. And so uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I have a hard time with life on earth because of all the troubles that come. But I think God wants us to understand that earth is not heaven, right? Earth is not heaven even <laughs> though he's he's with us, right? His kids, he's with us, you know, Emmanuel, God with us. But I think you want us to accept things too. Like, are we always going to, with the exercising, allow this, I always go back to that, Michelle, allow this ex- exercising, lifting weight, I think it's horrible. But we accept it. <laughs> <laughs> we accept it because we know <laughs> we know there there's something that is going to do. I think God wants us to also become adult, spiritual adult, mm. not spiritual kids, always complaining, God, I, God, what is it? Why me? Why me? But it's more like you're training me for something. You're training me to be a soldier. And I love the verse where it's that God comforts us. When we, in order for God to comfort us, we must go through bad things, you know, through through soulful things. That's where comfort comes in. So it's a given um, terrible things are going to happen. God comforts us for what? So we can comfort other people with the same comforts we've received. I have discovered a secret after my trials in 2014 and 15. Man is truly born to trouble. I will not get away from trouble while I'm on earth. Amen. You came to that conclusion based yeah, on the word yeah. of God, right? I'm not happy about it. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not happy about it, but I've come to that conclusion. But I, man is born to trouble. But thank God for Jesus. Amen. Amen. But I think that, you know, it is the balance of if you go to all extremes that we can find in life, you, you know, it will trouble you to, you know, the point of, you know, psychosis. I, when you, when you think about, you know, getting just blessings upon blessings, of course, that can, you That's know, heaven. send you off. That's, That's heaven. Blessing. We're going to get it. Stay the course. We're going to get it. We, we are going to get it. And we do get blessings along the way. I mean, you know, he just mm-hmm. say seek the kingdom first, right? Yeah. And everything else mm-hmm. shall follow. But um, it, it is also when you think life is trouble, 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 there's no um, relief. Yeah. That you can find in that. That can be also when you troublesome. overcome by it, right? When you when, are right when it that, takes yeah. yeah exactly because mm-hmm. I do believe the Bible says life man is born to trouble. Man is born to but trouble is not to be overcome by trouble, Correct. but to be we are more than conqueror, yes, right? God called us to overcome yep. because it is those who overcome who will receive. The price, right? So, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, but even in that, like, just like you said, you know, how do you understand, you know, his peace if you didn't go through an agonizing situation, if you didn't go through a storm and you needed his peace in the middle of it? If you didn't go through trouble, how do you understand? If you didn't go through, a, you know, a disease or, um, you know, a sickness, how do you understand his healing um, and him getting you through, right? The, you know, just anything that you go through as long as you're here understand that you've overcome something amen you know if you're alive today you have overcome something whatever you know has you down you're alive today and you know there's there's hope um yeah i I love that there's a verse that michelle were you going to say something or what no i was just saying there there is hope i i totally agree with you a lot of because you know when you go through something you can look back i mean and i've seen this in my own life I can look back and remember what God did for me when I was in a moment where I, I didn't know what was happening, what was going on. And God pulled me out of that. Um, I can look back on that and say, God, I know you did that for me then. And whatever storm I'm going through now, you'll do it for me again. So that's, that's what we talked about remembering and, and everything like that. It's like, you know, you go through these situations, you remember what God did for you. And I think, uh, my, you just said it too, you can share that with others and encourage others and you can encourage yourself because you know that God is that hope and he'll, he did it before and he'll do it again. Two things that came to mind is while you and um, Miladis were talking, I'm going to go to yours first. Um, uh, Michelle is, um, Mm -hmm. you know, remembering, I love, I don't remember which Mm -hmm. prophets did this. They went, I think it's uh, one of the Kings. I don't, I think one of the prophets says, Ebenezer, Ebenezer, thus far the Lord has kept me. You know, mm. so I love uh, remembrance, just remembering that the 
put those, write them down and remember or make mental notes. For me, it's not writing down more. It's more mental notes. Thus far, remember when I was mm-hmm. going through this, thus far, the Lord has kept me. Mm-hmm. And to what you said, allowed this scripture that came to mind was, you know, uh, you are, as long as you are alive, there's hope. Mm-hmm. You know, the scripture that says a dog that is alive is better than a dead lion. You know the lion is the king of the jungle, right? It's, it represents the strongest animals, right? But God is saying the strongest is not great. The person, the dog, yeah. the dog is alive. Who's alive, who's weaker than a lion, is better off than a lion who's dead. So being alive is way better. Amen. Um, I, I want to jump in here. There's so many different points, but um, I thought about when you, what you just said, Madeline. Um, Joshua 23, where he's talking about after, it, it says in verse 1, after a long time has passed, the Lord had given Israel rest from the enemies around them. Joshua being a very old man, summoned all the elders, and he said that you, in verse 3, you yourselves have seen everything the Lord your God has done to all these nations for your sake. It was the Lord, your God, who fought for you. Remember how I allot, and then he talks about the inheritance, but I want to go back to that verse 3 where it says, you yourselves have seen everything the Lord your God has done to all these nations for your sake. Remember the Lord your God has fought for you. And in the middle of the storm, it's so easy to be distracted by what's in front of you. But think about what Joshua was doing. Joshua had to lead a nation of 2 million people without Moses. And the only thing he had was God. He had to go back to God through his defeats. He had to go back to God for strategy. He had to go back to God how to portion off the land. And as he is dying, one of his last words is, the, it was the Lord your God who fought for you. It's in the middle of the storm when you realize and you look back and you said, the same God that fought for me in, the, in my darkest hour is the same God that's going to get me through this storm. Mm-hmm. And that's what the word Amen. is telling us. It's just, yes, it is mm-hmm. a storm. Yes, you lost your job. Yes, it's hard. The bills are in front of you. Yes, your kids are homeschooled and you don't know how you're going to do it. But the same God, the same God that has done all of those things before when you didn't think you were going to make it, it is him that is fighting you, Mm -hmm. fighting for you. It is him that is carrying you right now. So, yes, we're talking about a storm. And I think about Jesus. Jesus was sitting in the boat, sleeping, knowing (laughs) that the storm was around him. He knew the waves were blowing. He knew he was sleeping. And the reason why I believe he was sleeping was he knew he was the peace in the middle of the storm. And I think he knew that Mm -hmm. his purpose, he knew his plan. He knew his plan. So it's for us Mm -hmm. to say, okay, I don't have the answers, but I am connected to, I am abiding with, I am staying in the vine of a God who does know. Mm -hmm. So am I going to trust him? Or am I going to just go ahead and keep on looking at the storm? You know what I, you know what I think. I think while you talking, while you say this, I today would have been my mother's birthday, Aww. right? So, so she, she But when you say this, it just reminds me. I lost my mom at a very young age. She was like fifty nine years old, so she was very young. But I would say this mm-hmm. though: she didn't get to you know you plan for retirement, you plan yeah. to with your senior citizenshood. But, you know, I'm not, I do recognize it, it was, you know, so I'm a, I'm a bit weird <laughs> in the sense that yeah. I'm not crying. No, <laughs> no, not at I, all. I'm not, I don't cry while people die, you know, um, because, yeah, so it's, it's very odd. I don't cry because I feel soulful if the person is not in the Lord for that person. But when I know the person is in the Lord, it's kind of like I kind of, okay, God had a plan. God, God ordained 59 years, and that's it. So when my mom passed, and there were a lot of crying, but again, not that I miss her, not that she wasn't important. It's just that I understood this. God decided that he was going to give my mom 59 years. No one knows mm-hmm. how long you have. But my, what I love is the fact that she took it. She made mistakes. 
but God, she made mistake like every human being. But at the end of it, she she end on the highs. You know, she actually left a legacy of faith for us. Mm-hmm. And and what I love is the fact that God, when you know Jesus was in the boat sleeping, not worrying because Jesus is God, right? He's not going to worry. He knows the end and the beginning, the beginning and the end, the middle, everything that's going to be. He knows it. Mm-hmm. So, but when you know, when you trust, when you do not have your own agenda, again, it's not an easy thing. It is not easy. Just saying it is not easy. But it's just because something is easy. I do not talk to people who want easy things. I'm not talking to you. So if you honestly, honestly, I love everybody. I love you. But here's the thing. If you want a life that is easy, disregard this conversation. But if you do not have your own agenda and have accepted that there is a purpose for your life and life is not going to be easy it's going to be hard. The goal is to overcome and become the best version of you God wants. And the best version of you is not only your career. I think here's the thing. Remember we talked about the, the field, the treasure in the field last, last week. The, the, the best version of your, of your career is the field. The treasure is Jesus. I've said that treasure, the field is worthless. You will not buy sell out everything that you have to go get the fill without the treasure in it. Jesus is that treasure. So if you don't have that treasure, you're not, you, you, everything you're doing. So your best version of you is not the career or the, how you look. It's really finding eternal purpose in God, finding salvation in Christ Jesus. He's the only way, the only one. And there mm-hmm. he has prescribed a way. So if you have accepted that you are here, not a number, sometimes it's hard it's, it's, it could be easy because everybody want to group you into something. Mm-hmm. As, as soon as you enter this world, your mother had a plan for you. Your papa had a plan for you. Your granddad, your friends, your aunties, they all had plans for you. Your, and then as you grow older, society has labels to give you. But if you can find it in you and find the courage to say, you know what? I am a human being made in God's image. The only label I will accept is the label prescribed to me on the bi- in the Bible. If it is not prescribed to me in the Bible, I do not accept it. I was watching, I sent you guys a clip of, of You Are Special. Yeah. It's, it's by Max Lucado. <laughs> so they, has a, they have a verse, in, I mean, they made a, a story about it. So it's about those people, a town representing earth, where if you do good things, they put stars on you. If you do bad things, they put dots on you. There's, everybody's trying to get the good, the good um, stars, but there's this one girl who decided, I don't want any label. I don't want the stars. I don't want the dots because they are put on me by men. Mm-hmm. And every time they try to put it on her, they just shut down. And then there's one guy, one little kid who decided, you know what, I want to be like her instead because I can't make it. I don't have the gifts, anything to have the stars. And then he went to Eli, who represent God, and God was able to tell him, you are special for one thing, because I made you, and you are made in God's image. I think you guys know me. I think even my niece knows me. One thing I do not accept is titles. I have a bunch of potential titles. And I have to say I've been blessed that they're all good titles, but I don't accept them. I don't accept labels at all. I go by Madeline Fenelon. Made in God's image. I don't accept to be an aunt. (laughs) (laughs) Not to be an aunt. To be called an aunt. To be called an aunt, cancelled. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And there's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that. It's just that's how I I thrive. I I find that I am my best when I am modeling Fenelon, made in God's image. I'm here. My destination is to be in God's arm. That's my destination. And to say that I have been who God wants me to be. Not who Madeline wants to be. And now I know there are two people in my life that whose opinion matters the most. God is the first, for sure. And he downloads things in me. Our opinions matters, unless I invite you in. But here's the thing. I don't want what Madeline wants. For Madeline, absent of God's influence to be what defines me. So I think it's, it's so long as you understand that labels i'm not going to accept any labels i'm a human being made in god's image made for exceptional things in good time and in bad time i am made to flourish mm-hmm. 
And what does flourish look like? Yeah. Let God tell you. To me, for me, it's, it's a lot of things. God allows me to flourish in a lot of things. It may not be the same thing for you, but you are made in God's image. At the end of it, the labels that you allow men to give you or you put on yourself, if it's not in God's word, you're limiting yourself and you are not going to become the person that you should be. So I think once you accept the purpose, okay. Jesus understood that he was here for a purpose. Nothing would happen for, to him or to his disciples. Not to him. He knew that. Nothing would happen to his disciples until the plans that he had for his disciples were fulfilled. Amen. I think that I there's a, no, that, that's a, <laughs> the, you know, very um, meaty um, message. And the thing is that it, that reminds me of the, some quote, I, I think it's CSW, and I'm not sure, when he says, um, man, you're invincible until death, until God calls you home. Uh, s- paraphrasing, but you get the idea. Mm-hmm. And it's true, but you know, I think that the labels and accepting, you know, men, I mean, if you look around society, they want to tell you, everybody wants to, like you said, Matt, everyone wants to tell you what to do, how to do it, when to do it. And I think that when we, um, that is, you're susceptible to it mostly. You are. When you don't know, um, your identity in Christ first, right? Because even... Again, seek him. He it comes from him and his word. He tells you already. No one else. Should, if you're a Christ follower, accept him as your Lord and Savior. That Bible is his word, and that's what you know he has said about you and the personal relationship that you have with him. If that is ingrained, if that's what you've accepted, then no one else. I mean, as and I know again, we live in this world. You know, the flesh is weak. A lot of times we want to be part of things. Mm-hmm. We want to be liked. Um, it doesn't feel good not to be liked. It doesn't feel good to be, you know, I, I guess abandoned for the, you know, or shunned from a group or whatever it is. Um, for many, I mean, some of us have a personality that we are all right, all by ourselves, you know, a lot of times. Um, <laughs> But you know, although none go with me, right? There you go. Um, but at, at the same time, you know, there is a sense of community and like mindedness, and yeah. you know, in those that you know really stand for the truth of Christ and really stand, you know, to follow Him, regardless of what it costs them. It will cost you, it will cost it, you it something. Will. It will. Um, don't think that you know. Christianity will be this hurrah, you know, this is, you know, kumbaya um, thing. We do have. Kumbaya, kumbaya. my Lord. We Amen. do have Amen. a very Bye. strong <laughs> community, right? Like in, in terms of like, you know, but but this is, this is you know, God's community. This is what he wants us to do. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that I, that I always told my friends from the very beginning, you know, I love spending time with you i love yeah. hanging out i love you know doing life this life that the lord has given us and uh, together um the minute god calls you somewhere else yes. go. go don't ah. let any relationship friendship you know wow. we should be here to honor that because yeah. we are working towards the same thing yeah, right? attached but not attached so you guys yeah. as always <laughs> This conversation is great, but we are coming what? to an end. I know. <laughs> no. So we actually going to have to continue this conversation. I lo- I just love it. Not yes. yet, but yeah. I want you to guys, you guys to go around your final thoughts, but allow this, if you can close us in with respect to what were you thinking when you brought up this topic, right, to conclude it. But Michelle, mm-hmm. if you can go with your final thoughts. Okay, am I going first? Or yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> So I, I have a couple of final thoughts. I'll, I'll make it quick, but you know, God does have a plan for each of us, right? And we want to be, at least I know for me, I want the plan that God has for me. And I, I don't want to label, I just want to be God's child. But I, I feel prompted just to say that for anyone out there who does not know the Lord, um, I just want to read a scripture really quick um, from uh, Luke 23, 39 and 44, just to say it is not too late to receive the Lord into your life, no matter what you think you may have done. Um, it is not too late. So when Jesus was hanging on the cross and there were two criminals next to him, one of the criminals who hung, they insulted him. They said, aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him and said, don't you fear God, um, since you're under the same sentence. We're punished justly, 
so we are getting what our deeds have deserved, but this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him and said, truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Amen. Amen. So it is never too late um, to to have Jesus in your life. So today, just just cry out to him and, and he will answer you. Amen. 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 Mary. Amen. Um, Psalms 25, um, 4 says, show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me into your truth and teach me for you are our God, my savior, my hope is in you all day long. And I just say it's as far as us knowing what we are to do in the middle of the storm, abide in Christ. If you haven't asked God, you can ask him right now into your heart. That's the first Mm -hmm. step of finding out who you are because he's the one that made you. Um, I just believe right now in the middle of our storm, in the middle of everyone's storm, Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Mm-hmm. If you can use that verse to say and say, God, show me what am I supposed to do today? Amen. Mm-hmm. You've given me today. I'm alive today. I'm breathing today. What am I supposed to do today? And guide me into your truth. Amen. Not what I. Not our truth. You don't have a truth. Just say so you no. Know. There's truth. no such thing. By you don't have your truth. You have God's <laughs> truth. I know everybody's saying my truth, her truth. No. God's truth. Amen. Man. Okay. <laughs> now, for those um, that have already accepted um, Christ as their Lord and Savior, just like the disciples did, it brought me to um, Mark 4, um, 35, right? Jesus comes a storm. Um, I just want to read it to you. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side, leaving the crowd behind. They took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. If you're a squall, came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a, cush- on a cushion. The disciples woke him up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Mm-hmm. He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and he was completely calm. He said to the disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. And this is how I, I felt in this time. Um, you know, the, the storm is upon us as, as, you know, as we've been experiencing and a lot of unrest and a lot of, you know, um, things going around, uh, around us. And I just felt, I kind of identified with the, the disciples there for a second, just like I said in my, um, in my other experience with the Lord. They, they were asking him, like, what, are, do you not care, almost? You know, you can, you can hear the desperation, like, you're literally going to let us die in the middle of all of this? This is it for us. And in that moment, I just thought, am I any different, right? Do I act any different than, than that? So... I ask, you know, just the takeaway from this for me and for all of us is to trust the one who is with you in the middle of the storm. Amen. Okay? Because he's the one that's Amen. going to give you the way out of it. Amen. Or make you through, go through it. To bring, to, con- to bring the scriptures that allow this read, I want to say this. We talk about a lot of things. We want to be, let's have the spirit of David. <laughs> okay, what do I mean by that? We had a warrior in our hands, and we had a poet in our hands. The poet knew when to cry to God, and the poet knew when to get up and fight. So we need that. We need to have that. Don't lose your sensitivity. Don't do recognize the storm. But but remember, you are a soldier in the army of the Lord. I want to say this to bring what you said, right? The He quieted the wind. But I love this verse that says, I have told you these things, Jesus is saying this, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. And that's John 16, 33. I also have, for I know that my Redeemer lives, and he shall stand at last on the earth. And that's Job 19, 25. And last is, I will say of my Lord, Mm. he is my refuge and my fortress, my God and him I will trust. That is Psalm 91, 2. And just remember, God cared about the disciples. Jesus did care. And he is concerned about you. Just go ahead and cast all of your cares, all of them. You have many. And I have many, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Just go and cast mm-hmm. your cares upon the Lord because he truly do care for you. God bless you and have a wonderful wonderful one. Um God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Stay safe. God bless you. Stay safe. The words you are about to experience are true. They will change your life if you let them. For they come from the very heart of God. He loves you, and he is the father you have been looking for all your life. This is his love letter to you. My child, you may not know me, but I know everything about you. I know when you sit down and when you rise up. I'm familiar with all your ways. Even the very hairs on your head are numbered, for you were made in my image. In me, you live and move and have your being. For you are my offspring. I knew you even before you were conceived. I chose you when I planned creation. You were not a mistake. For all your days are written in my book. I determined the exact time of your birth and where you would live. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I knit you together in your mother's womb and brought you forth on the day you were born. I have been misrepresented by those who don't know me. I am not distant and angry, but am the complete expression of love. And it is my desire to lavish my love on you simply because you are my child and I am your father. I offer you more than your earthly father ever could, for I am the perfect father. Every good gift that you receive comes from my hand, for I am your provider and I meet all your needs. My plan for your future has always been filled with hope, because I love you with an everlasting love. My thoughts toward you are countless as the sand on the seashore, and I rejoice over you with singing. I will never stop doing good to you, for you are my treasured possession. I desire to establish you with all my heart and all my soul, and I want to show you great and marvelous things. If you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Delight in me and I will give you the desires of your heart, for it is I who gave you those desires. I am able to do more for you than you could possibly imagine, for I am your greatest encourager. I am also the Father who comforts you in all your troubles. When you are brokenhearted, I am close to you. As a shepherd carries a lamb, I have carried you close to my heart. One day, I will wipe away every tear from your eyes, and I'll take away all the pain you have suffered on this earth. I am your Father, and I love you even as I love my Son, Jesus. For in Jesus, my love for you is revealed. He is the exact representation of my being. He came to demonstrate that I am for you, not against you, and to tell you that I am not counting your sins. Jesus died so that you and I could be reconciled. His death was the ultimate expression of my love for you. I gave up everything I loved that I might gain your love. If you receive the gift of my son Jesus, you receive me. 
nothing will ever separate you from my love again. Come home and I'll throw the biggest party heaven has ever seen. I have always been father and will always be father. My question is, will you be my child? I am waiting for you. Love, your dad, Almighty God. Ah uh -huh.